I'm going. Are we gonna Are we gonna bullshit about Transformers news in general? Just uh... sure. I mean, we could. I'll do whatever you want. Vintage, uh, circa nineteen eighty six Ultra Magnus mug. I love it. Yeah. Is that from nineteen eighty six, or it just has the eighty yeah. six illustration? Wow. Yeah, I found it at a little like vintage, not even totally toy shop, but it was just sitting on top of some books, and I was like, I want it. I'll take it. Whatever it is. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I don't drink out of it. It's just for looks, obviously. Well, yeah. I mean, like, you know, as soon as you put coffee in that or like try to microwave it or try to do any kind of temperaturing at all to it, it will probably shatter into (laughs) a million pieces. Awesome. Very excited to add to that. Add to that shelf today. Yeah. Do they have, are there more of those mugs in existence? I imagine there has to be. Um, I just can't, I, I just can't imagine that they only made an Ultra Magnus one. That right. just seems too random. It, yeah. <laughs> but it's weird because, like, I can't see this being, like, a big kids collectible, right? No. Like, who's drinking, like, proper coffee style? And it's, like, <laughs> it's like adult size. It's not, like, a little yeah, yeah. kid hand one. Yeah, I, I don't know. At that age, in, in 1986, I, I'd have been um, seven going on eight. I, I was I was seven when the movie 28. came out. <laughs> exactly. So, but, but like, my, my great-grandmother drank black coffee. And so, like, there'd be times where, like, she would go off and I'd be like, ooh, what's this? And she's like, don't drink that. It'll stunt your growth. And <laughs> so, so, I mean, so I, I was I was one of those 80s kids that had an aversion to coffee for for uh, so oh, yeah. long. And then Grant- uh, <laughs> fa- fast forward uh, 20, uh, uh, 15 years, and there's, like, a espresso truck at my high school. You know, pe- nah. people, people, people getting their bucks at fifteen. Yeah, that seems not not great. Yeah, I was gonna say grandparents are so, grandparents and like great grandparents are so weird because they're the first ones that are like black coffee today. You know, these highfalutin drinks, but they're also the ones that are like, oh, is that uh, Captain Crunch? Let's pour sugar on it. mounds of crystal sugar yes yes or like they'll have like like a peanut butter sandwich and they'll like sprinkle like sugar on it it's like what are you what are you doing why are you doing this i just yeah i just remember my grandmother like eating uh grapefruit and she'd like take a spoonful of grapefruit and then it was just the the sugar pour just yeah like under the bite it's like that sounds amazing. It was delicious, actually. I mean, yeah. Was, <laughs> they also had say. little grapefruit spoons that had serrated edges. Yes. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> that's what she had. And I Wait. used to like those because it would help me dig the sugar out of the bottom of the cereal bowl. That's yeah. when I thought this was like, my grandma was the coolest, but I was like <laughs> scooping up the extra sugar from the bottom, just really digging in with those edges. 
turns out had nothing to do with cocaine, which is kind of what I thought at the time. I'm like, is this some <laughs> kind of like weird Coke spoon? I, I don't know. Oh my, No, my grandma was a huge Cokehead for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. On top. But she, she also had separate spoons for that, though, is the point. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> it was a little smaller, the Tootski spoon. I think I've talked about this in other podcasts, but I... I mean, I think my go-to toy line when I was a kid was G.I. Joe just because of the um, interchangeability of like the vehicles and the weapons yeah. and all of those kinds of things. It was a very versatile line. And the and thing it's probably that, easy to build up a collection, too, because they were so cheap. They were cheap. And so I was, uh, you know, despite having seen that movie twice in the theaters, I, I was a relatively poor kid. And most of my toys came from uh, garage sales, yard sales, thrift shops, things like that. Like, you know, my uh, I, I talked about my great grandma earlier. She was she was a huge garage sailor. And like so like she and my aunt would basically like they'd get like the newspaper and they would like plot. Out. I mean, they were like professionals. Oh, yeah. They would like plot out their route and go to like the nice neighborhoods and they would plan. Hey, point being is like they'd come home with like a shoebox of G.I. Joe's for me, mm-hmm. you know, and oh. they'd just be like, here you go, kid. And so, I mean, it was it was rad. Um, And they would, you know, and that's that's where I got like, you know, the vehicles and some of the larger things. I mean, they they'd get this stuff for pennies on the dollar. And and so as such, though, when I have these kinds of nostalgia conversations, it seems like. I'm I'm that obnoxious kid that had the G.I. Joe aircraft carrier. Oh, a little fucking rich boy over here. It's like, no, I had I, I mean I it was had a garage sale aircraft carrier. Exactly. I mean, like I had a lot, a lot of stuff. Um, so I mean I was very, very blessed in that. But yeah, I, I didn't have no USS flag. I didn't have none of that brand new. I mean, really, uh my my flex the the one that i do flex about is that um they did buy me a fortress maximus brand new but but it's it's super rad though but the trade-off is and i think folks that that kind of you know try to try to say oh a little rich boy over here it's like the part that folks forget in that story is i say that the box is the same shape as a Nintendo. And I thought it was, it was a Nintendo because I didn't, I didn't have one. In fact, I didn't, I didn't get a Nintendo of my own until way late. I want to say maybe super Nintendo was, was a thing at that point before, before I got an NES. (laughs) Nintendo 64 was a thing. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, I mean, I mean, I had, I had friends and other family that had it, but I didn't have one of my own until, you know, way, way late. But, um, but yeah, it, it, it's just kind of interesting. The, the perspective and, and the perception that, that kind of comes up when you talk about stuff like that. Oh yeah. I had a G1 Fort max and, and that was one where I'm sure that they scraped a bunch of pennies and scrimped yeah. and all that stuff to make oh, that sure. work. And, I think, you know, it's it's interesting because I, I I got into a mild bit of, uh, uh, well, it's not Twitter beef, but basically like I, I posted uh, a year or so ago and I said, you know, if if somebody rolls up to you and says I had the G.I. Joe aircraft carrier, that tells you everything you need to know about that person, because totally. I totally. I have I mean. When when I was that age, 
I not only did I not know anybody that had it, I didn't know anybody who knew anybody that had it. So, I mean, it was, it was just, it was a myth. It, it yeah. may as it may as well not exist. Like I, you know, I would see it in the stores, but never knew anybody that had it. But then I, I had some dude comment on my, on my post saying, yeah, I had it. And you know what? Uh, here, here's the deal. My, uh, you know, my, my dad was, was, was a fucking dock worker and like, you know, he like got all of his pennies together and he says, and you stole know it off somebody's boat. You know, he, he, he left all of the, the human trafficked folks in, in the cargo carrier yeah, right. and, and cargo container and then took the the Stole aircraft it from their hands yeah exactly was that a, was that a uh, wire reference there yeah, yeah thanks so kind of nice. <laughs> accidental wire reference someone accidental but someone was actually clinging to the uss flag box they floated over on it and they just yanked oh, it out no. of <laughs> kind of put the boot on the face and shove them straight in the water right. <laughs> takes their gi joe aircraft carrier that they were floating on for survival and took his this, pennies to mcdonald's and got a big mac this got real dark real quick um <laughs> oh i'm just gosh. doing a, a little bit of googling here so that uss flag actually cost about as much as ultra magnus did it uh, the uss flag was 110 dollars right. in 1985 Five. fort max was a hundred dollars in, in 1987 yeah uh, so it was a oh. little more expensive and i haven't done the the inflation calculator to see what that is today, but I would guess it's probably 150, 150 bucks. That's not unheard of for like a doc, a dock worker, a good union job. His dad was probably relatively well compensated for his time. Um, The other like rate that you have to, not just inflation that you kind of have to prepare for too, is like, toys back then like nobody wanted to pay that much for a toy whether yeah. it was like a cool gift for a kid or for a yourself yeah. it was like unheard of mm-hmm. like, if you weren't getting true. it from two bucks at the five and dime or something it wasn't worth buying it for <laughs> right. your family right yeah it, like asking a middle class family to pay that much and they're like what the hell are you <laughs> yeah. talking about it but better plug I, into a tv and play video games for that price yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Though I mean I you know it, it's kind of weird to say but I I even after all of these years after having it for you know 34 years or whatever I still have it. Um you know it's it's kind of you know kind of gone into some disrepair there's there's some yellowing and I played with it a lot so you know it, it's you know missing a whole bunch of accessories it's it's not <laughs> mint complete or anything like that you know i mean i'm sure it's you know i I, i'm sure it's worth like a couple hundo to somebody but but my my point being is like i i still to this day am glad that it wasn't a nintendo because i would have outgrown it and moved on to super nintendo or something something like that but the fact that it's you know a ginormous transformer that only now in the year of our lord 2021 after a a $600 crowdfunder mm-hmm. campaign from an evil corporation has <laughs> has the has the mass actually been um eclipsed um i think unicron is maybe an inch or two taller it's certainly heavier um but yeah, I mean, Unicron is definitely bigger than G1 Fort Max, but not by a lot. 
I Not think really. that the uh, Titans return Fort Max is the same size as the G1 Fort Max. That it's, thing's fucking huge. It's and, taller, but it's hollow as shit. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not. Yeah, I mean, I think the the G1 was a brick. Yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, I think Unicron's got it by a few inches. Like yeah. Maybe three or four. Quick other one, other quick addendum. Uh, this is to build on uh, Michael's point. It act a hundred dollars and eighty five. It and maybe let's put it a hundred and ten. So I'm a little more accurate. Is two hundred and seventy seven dollars in 2021 so actually that's a lot steeper than (laughs) than uh i was originally giving it credit for yeah imagine your kids saying they want a nearly 300 dollar toy today go back in the yard and play with the hose (laughs) (laughs) but but i was gonna say though i mean isn't that what current titan class figures go for is it isn't like the no. arc 199 bucks isn't like combiner wars devastator like 200 well, it's 199 well it's like 150 bucks in today dollars though so it would be okay. yeah it we're also be, talking adult collectors not not a lot of people bought those for their kids yeah you Aren't know those supposed to be kids toys though well, I, yeah. I, I'm asking seriously, like like yeah. the mainline stuff. That's for kids. Like you're supposed to buy Omega Supreme for your kids, right? But I bet if you took a, a poll of you know the youth in America and how many of them have a Titans Return Devastator, like yeah. zero, four yeah. maybe tops. Yeah, yeah. It's like what 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 is this? They're all in. They're all still in boxes in in uh, adult collectors' closets, probably. Right. So I just did a quick bit of math. If in, I'm I'm assuming that Titan class arc is around 150 bucks. So right. 150 bucks in 2021 is 62 dollars in 1987. I'm also guessing that those these newer Titans figures aren't as nice. They aren't as high quality as the USS Flag or the right. or that. Fort Max probably has mm-hmm. some die cast metal in it. I bet there's not a lick of die cast in right. this uh, in the arc. Actually, Cybert, I was going to ask yeah. you: uh, Did you see that episode of Comic Book Men where somebody brought in the USS flag? Maybe it, it sounds uh, vaguely familiar. You can uh, all of Comic Book Men is streaming for free now on Pluto TV. Uh, nice. If you ever want to check it out, but they have a cool episode where they a guy brings it in, him and Ming uh, mm-hmm. build it there, and it takes a long time. So it really is as impressive as. Yeah, uh, I mean, I mean, shit, I mean, size wise, it's seven feet long. Yeah. I mean, it's like you could you you could do laundry on it. I mean, that, that's <laughs> right. the thing. You just, I mean, who needs an ironing board? You just you just get out your <laughs> aircraft carrier and just you know iron away, and and then you fold your clothes on the aircraft carrier i mean that that's just bonkers i also think it's cool that they made a uh toy hacks repro labels made uh, like a sticker set to turn titans return broadside into uss flag oh that is sick yeah that that's really cool that's yeah if you look that that up it's pretty cool that that's almost worth uh picking up that figure yeah but but it's interesting so you, you bring up comic book man and you know it's kind of under the i'm kind of like in this weird kevin smith headspace but the I I there was something about the comic book man show that never really clicked with me. Like I it just um I don't know if it's just because nobody likes I, guys that are on all the time. <laughs> yeah, I I think I think that's a lot of it too. I think some of those <laughs> folks are just downright unlikable. But um I I think the I I have a low appetite for haggle culture. 
Yeah. So it's like I don't like 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 when Comic Book Man become the the middle portion of it becomes Pawn Stars. I just I tune out. I hate yeah. that shit. Where it's like, oh hey, I've got like a G1 Fort Max. Uh, I'll give you five bucks for it. That's the best I could do. I gotta, yeah. you know, I gotta make some money too. And it's just like, <laughs> shut the fuck up with that. I hate that shit. I mean, because yeah. like you, you could almost make like a a a, a, a fill in Mad Libs uh, version of like a, a haggle culture show where it's just like, I've got this thing that's actually valuable. Well, let me call my guy and check it out my guy checks it out yeah man th this thing is really legit well what were you looking to get for it i was looking to get x amount for it which is probably oh, that's not gonna work it's like well that's yeah. i can't do that i gotta make my rent or some shit like that and <laughs> well, it's like this is a weird thing bucks like is the best i could do because like that kind of makes sense though i mean you kind of have to if you're asking a store to do the work of selling it you sort of have to take that hit and i mean I, I don't sure. like I don't think they were as extreme as that, but uh, I get your point. But like, I don't know if you have to have a buyer lined up for it. You have to ship it. You have to like package it. You have to do Hold the it, eBay hours for it. Yeah. For it. Yeah. Right. Right. So so when they go back in there and they go, well, I saw someone sell this for 500 bucks. Now I want 500 bucks. Like, all right. Well, it's still a little bit of commerce that needs to happen here. Well, like, well, it's like, well, then go get it. Yeah, then go find a guy who wants to pay five hundred. Yes, exactly. Because you, you're absolutely right. And also, the flip side of that is that a collectible is only as valuable as the market for it. So it's like I can, you know, I mean, I, you know, I learned about this in the '90s. Like, you know, I, I flip to the back of my Wizard magazine, and I have like a Green Arrow comic that says it's worth uh, twelve dollars. I go to my local comic shop slap it on the counter and say i'd like twelve dollars for this please and it's like it's like i i don't know what and this is a true story too like like the dude's like i don't know what this issue is i don't i don't mm -hmm. know anything about it i was like yeah but the wizard magazine says it's worth twelve dollars and and you're right michael it's that same thing where it's like well i could sell it for twelve dollars right so so right. yeah so i mean i what I, people I, don't I, understand is it's it's what you can get it for in the open market that doesn't necessarily like that's what you would go buy it for that doesn't right. necessarily mean that's what you would go sell it for correct especially yeah, if you're trying to incorporate a middleman that's what the ultimate end buyer will purchase it for correct and and i i run into that and and uh so i know aaron you sell some toys uh occasionally kind of like in your your rotation of your mm -hmm. your collection and and maybe michael you sell some stuff too but like you you, you kind of get into that game of like is shipping included or not you know and how yeah. does that affect the pricing so yeah. it's like I had um, I, I had something when I moved. Oh, it was oh, it was like a big uh, Batman animated series box set. It had like uh, half a dozen figures, but they were like in this uh, long uh, landscape uh, style box where they were all like side by side crazy weird dimension so basically like the box i found for it first i had to find a box for it uh which was more difficult than i would have uh, would have thought and then so like once i start doing the calculation and all that it's basically like 30 bucks 
So it's like, yeah, it's like I did the the shipping calculation and like it's going to be like 30 bucks. You're cool with that? He's like, I am not cool with that. I I can't do that. You're already charging me $30 for the thing and now another $30 for the shipping? Go kick yeah. rocks. And I'm <laughs> like, and it, 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 I'm exaggerating. It wasn't like that. It was just kind of more like, oh, yeah, no, I apologize. I had no idea that shipping was going to um, was going to cost you that. Um, I, I'll refund you. No problems. And so, but, but it was one of those things where, you know, I, I had a, I I had a a different situation too, where like I had, I had something on there for like, oh, I don't know, like 10 bucks or something like that. It was like, you know, some, some Batman figure of some kind. And the, um, I was like, well, give me your zip code so I could do, get you an estimate on shipping. He's like, you want me to pay for shipping? What is this? 2002? (laughs) <laughs> and i'm like he said that that's he, some asshole on facebook said that yeah and I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just like okay on facebook I'm, no they're all kind yes <laughs> oh yes right so so what guys, is this 2002 he lives in a world <laughs> where he doesn't pay for shipping i want to go to this guy's world <laughs> and especially in 2002 such a weird reference um <laughs> And then, of course, you get like the low ballers, too. It's like I had, uh, you know, I had some Transformer thing up there um, and I, I had it on. Oh, it was it was that um, uh, Robots in Disguise Optimus Prime, the fire truck had it up for like 50 bucks or something like that. Dude comes back 15. I'm like, 15 what? <laughs> uh, dollars. That that That's uh, that's what I'll give you for it. That, that better be in a foreign currency that's worth about 1.5 times yeah. the American yeah, exactly. dollar. So, yeah, so needless to say, I did not I did not sell to that gentleman. I know this is uh, drilling down a little bit, but did you say that was the, was that the Robots in Disguise Optimus? Yes. Like the, like the one, like the fire truck one that's like yeah. from the 2000, like 2001 uh-huh. era show. Yep. Yeah, I fucking love that toy. You can't, I don't know if you can see it, it's right, uh, Right over my, how does this camera work? Right here. <laughs> you got a point over there. <laughs> right here. The one on the right. Yeah. I have the, uh, this is the yellow version of that. Oh, you you got yourself uh what do they call him? Shining Convoy? Yeah, convoy something like that. It was like a, shit like that. it's like Costco or Walmart exclusive. That, yeah, yeah. The yellow, but it looks really slick. Yeah, apparently that's a, that's a very sought after uh, figure. I, I heard the uh, the triple takeover fil- fellows talking about that very recently. You know what's crazy so. is that was like one of my holy grail figures, uh, just any version of that. And I found mm-hmm. it at like this Minneapolis, like kind of small time comic book show. It was just in a bag of like loose transformers. And I got, I offered oh, wow. the guy like 20 bucks for the whole bag. And like, yeah. I was like, God, and it was all in pieces. I had to reassemble it, but it's all right. There. Well, because yeah, that that's a really fiddly figure. It, it it's very much a parts former yeah. because really the only part that that's Optimus Prime is like the front of the front of the cab. The rest yeah. of it is all just like fucking shell armor and stuff. It's right, right. Very, I mean, it's a neat figure, but yeah, it's it's it's. I was really nervous because I was like, I don't think it's all going to be there. Like, mm-hmm. but I was like, well, it's twenty bucks and it's a bag full of other toys, so I'll be fine. Yeah, you, you're gonna hate this, but the figure that I really wanted in there was Human Alliance uh, Sideswipe from Revenge of the Fallen. That was my other Holy Grail figure, mm-hmm. and that was in the bag, and I knew it for sure. So I was like, yep, getting that. Not yeah. if all that if all that yellow thing's there, bonus. Nice. What is it about nice. Human Alliance uh, sideswipe that the Human Alliance, you? the Human Alliance toys. There's a Human Alliance sideswipe, and then a couple other ones, but they're like 
really big and really detailed um, yeah. for the time period anyway. And they They're, came with a little, like a little human figure that could like mm. sit in them. They're basically alternators for, for the Bayverse crowd. Cause, yeah. cause it, it's, it's that like high one, quality, huh? I, uh, I think so. It's, or, I mean, I wouldn't close. say, I wouldn't say it's as close as close as the alternators. I don't think it does like the rubber tires and stuff, but, but it has interiors. It has interiors though. Right. For well, like, yeah, a like the dude the, to sit in there. The actual seats are there. It's not just like a bunch of crap filled into the cab. There's actual yeah. seats and steering wheel moves the stuff. And yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's cool. It's a cool yeah. figure. Yeah. Wow. And yeah, um, I don't, I don't know if studio that series. Big, better than studio series. Uh, I would say, yeah, because it's bigger and it's like stir- some of those studio series figures are like, I don't know that the material they use is like gummy or something. Like mm-hmm. it's almost like it's made of all made of raw. I don't know. I just some of them have been a pretty big disappointment. I I think they have to use a softer plastic to capture all of the intricate detail of the space those, garbage uh, of of. of I love it. I love it. See, I can it, say that you can't say that. It, it hurts <laughs> less when you say it. So yeah. That, so that so that's fine. Space all right. One garbage. last one last thing before we we should probably get to the main show. But I don't know if I've showed you guys this before. But I love this little thing. It's my little Transformers field guide. And it's oh just like gosh. this little pocket-sized book that has all the G1 Transformers and like they're priced for like in and out of the box. I'm sorry, I'm not lining this up great. Where did you get that? Is that I uh... found it at a used bookstore um, several years ago, but it has like the entire run up until the Action Masters in it, oh, and then wow. it gives you like their two modes, and then like uh, mint mint in the box, mint out of the box pricing for all of them. That's incredible. Is it officially licensed? It can't be. No. No, it's not. And it's like, it can't but, be. It can't be. But it's like good photography of like, yeah, look know, at someone that. went through and took pictures of like all these nice. That's really cool. Yeah. And it looks like it's really high quality paper also. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know if you can like size comparison, like it's tiny. It's meant to like take like with you on the go. Field guide. That's, field guide. Yeah. That's rad. No, I love it. I love, I love looking through it. That's super cool. Missed last week's episode? Have trouble remembering that hot take you heard? Find it all in the full archive on SoundCloud.com by searching Mike Seibert Radio. Well, shoot. Uh, any any other uh, Transformers re- legislation? Uh, uh, Aaron, what's what, I'm what's sure Gucci? We can get into it. What's what, uh, what's what's the hot goss? What uh <laughs> what's uh oh I don't know. I, I, I don't know like why I I'm asking him because you're always asking me. <laughs> I feel like I've. Like, it is I'm true. The source of you you actually don't even realize that you've um, <laughs> you've saved me a couple of times because, um, I, I what was it? Was it like third party fans toys perceptor or something like that? Like I missed. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I normally I would get an email from the handful of um, stores that I have their newsletter or whatever saying, Hey, this is the new thing coming in. I never got it or it happened overnight. Like that, that's the weird thing that's happening is when fan toys is putting out a new thing, they will do it. I guess China, Chinese time versus American time, even though it's United States stores that are offering up the pre-orders and, or they, I'm not getting pre-order notifications is the long and short of it. And I'm missing these opportunities, but you somehow, I don't know what your secret is probably Facebook because you're more dialed into Facebook and people are always like immediately talking about it. But I think you helped. I I missed the pre-orders, the initial pre-orders on that 
uh, Tesla fans toys perceptor figure, but I was able to get in on some um, after that. I actually I got in on the Toy Dojo one, which was a few oh. days later. God bless them. They put out on Facebook. They said, "Hey, we're going to go up at this time. Be ready." And so I got to participate in that. But um, mm-hmm. uh-huh. anyway, I don't know what the hot goss is. You always know more than me. You tell me what's the hot goss, Mike. I I I I don't even know anymore. Um here it see. is. Uh G1 rules, Baver sucks, yeah. uh third party toys better than Hasbro. Hasbro's yeah. evil. Did I cover uh, it? Is that isn't that what your demographics uh, into? Uh Truck Not Monkey. Truck Not Monkey, yeah. <laughs> Which I mean there's 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 tons of uh oh, have you guys watched The Kingdom? You know, uh yep. speaking of Truck Not Monkey. Yeah, the Jason Bateman joint from uh 2003. Yeah, it's great. It's a great film. <laughs> I don't even. And they're going to put beasts into the Bayverse as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the rise of the beast. Yeah, see, you know what? It, it's Hasbro is looking. That I think they have a punch card. They have a bingo card. It's like, who have we not pissed off yet? You know what? Let's <laughs> throw some beasts in the Bayverse. Let let's yeah. let's piss off Michael Andrews and his friends too. <laughs> it's like, like you won't piss me off, but yeah, <laughs> we we haven't we haven't stuck the thumb in their eye enough with you know that whole Bumblebee movie changing the aesthetic and and continuity and all that other stuff. So let's let's see if we could piss off the movie fans more. You know what? You know what? I think we really should do. I think we should make a line of Studio Series figures, but put those rotten G ones in there too you know no 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 more no more uh revenge of the fallen figures it's only transformers the movie 1986 let's let's just do that this, just reissues you know of those like seven figures over yes. and over. uh so, here's something i've noticed uh just uh since kind of getting more into like power rangers yeah. uh mike we talked a little bit about this uh in that episode i was on when we were talking revenge of the fallen and babers yes. yes. but like it used to be, I used to go to, or I still do, but like Star Wars and Transformers conventions were like exclusively what I went to is for conventions. Um, and for a while it was like Transformers was like a really negative place and compared to the Star Wars conventions. And it was kind of like, I just had to like fight through it um, so that I you could culturally. Yeah. Like they were just, they're just mad about everything all the time. And it's just such a downer. And it's like, I just want to go to the and buy some toys in the toy room. Like, I'm not going to sit here and put up with, well, why'd you change this? And like, I just cringe when I have to go to like some like poor comic book writer and they're like signing autographs and they're like, well, why in panel, you know, three about issue? Why'd you do this? Um, but anyway, I, I just think, uh, but now Star Wars is kind of starting to get like that too, where it's like their culture is moving into like that. You're screwing it up. You're messing up what, you know, my childhood thing that I love. Um, and as I've been getting into power Rangers, I haven't been in the power ranger big convention, but I've been watching them online and it's like, and, and just their fandom is just like so much more positive. And it's just like, Oh man, I kind of, <laughs> it's really refreshing actually just, you know, when, whenever, because Power Rangers itself is like always changing and mm-hmm. no one really cares. Like, no one's really like, hey, you screwed up. Like, <laughs> how I remember the Green Ranger. Like, yeah. every generation has their own Power Rangers. See, and I, I think that's really cool. I mean, because, like, I mean, Transformers has kind of done that, but there's always going to be those partisan divides. Like, you know, I, I've talked about a lot. You were talking about fandoms, and I kind of retreated back into transformers fandom from star wars fandom you know i i had had enough 
you know, I, I had just had enough. And, um, and then, you know, after a couple of years in Transformers fandom, I found it's kind of pretty much the same culture. But, uh, <laughs> but, but I digress. <laughs> but, but one of the things that I that I do respect about Power Rangers fandom is, like you said, Michael, there's 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 built in change. It's like, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. It's like, you know, every new season is basically a new iteration. Yeah. And and. I think having that built in already baked into the concept that that's cool because like, you know, we we've said of transformers is like every iteration is somebody's entry point. So mm-hmm. everything is somebody's G one. And it took me years of being salty about those movies, you know, encountering folks like you and some of my other friends that they're like, yeah, I, I get that you don't like those movies and that, that they're not your jam, but it's my jam. It's my entry point, especially like the younger folks where it's like, dude, I, I was seven when, when transformers 2007 came out. And then suddenly I was like, Oh my God, I was seven when transformers, the movie came out. And suddenly it's just like, I get it. I understand. It's like, I, and, and then I, and, typical Mike Seibert fashion. I'm like, well, I, I'm kind of sad for you that that's your G one, but you know, right, you, know, right. you know, just to, just to, just to dash a little salt on that. But, but that's really what made me understand it. And so now with, with beast nostalgia kind of, kind of cresting and, you know, with, uh, yeah. with, you know, Armada and Unicron trilogy uh, nostalgia right behind it. I mean, I, I would imagine we're only a couple years away from that 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 wave cresting over, and we're going to see some of that stuff in in a big bad way. I I mean, it has to the has Hasbro. To. I mean, the Hasbro line is basically just the main line has exhausted the G one characters Oof, over the last yes. five years, particularly yeah. with the last three um, flights of toys. And now they're getting into Beast Wars. They're probably going to ride that train and let it evolve into what I would guess is maybe not car robots, but maybe jump straight to Armada. I don't know. Yeah. Um, oh, Armada, yeah, but, please. Yeah. But why not? You, I mean, like, there, there's folks that have that nostalgia for car robots. But but go ahead. Go ahead. Michael, have you that. seen those third party? There's a, there's a company called Fans Hobby that has okay. been making really good um, – third-party armada figures they've got they just put out the optimus prime megatron is on the way Um, yeah it's it's pretty have you seen those no i haven't i'd really love a link uh i'm not gonna try to do this over my left shoulder which is maybe left to you guys that's i have that's the only set i have a complete run of like that's my that's my little claim to fame is the armada line i have a complete cool complete set of the characters but that kind of got me back into transformers in a big way because uh that that came on my first year of college and there was just something like a bunch of us guys were kind of like you know we're at college we can like what we want we don't have to like you know worry about getting stuffed in lockers by the football team or something like we're just gonna we're just gonna like transformers and we met and we would we would uh get together and watch that show a lot so that has a special place in my heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and oh, sick! I it, clicked it, that link. 
no nobody's taking away our old stuff you know what i mean it's like yes. you know we've we've got all the cartoons we've got all the comic books so i've i've never understood and you know kind of kind of bringing this into you know the masters of the universe conversation i'm about to have with with greg and the gang it's like i i really don't understand the perspective of like oh man this ruined my childhood it's like as i as i get older and the further away from my childhood that I get the less understanding I am of that. Like, you know, in, in the, the two thousands with the Bay movies, I, I was really salty about it. Cause it's like, I don't, I don't understand why we're doing these characters in name only. And I'll, I'll confess here also, that was actually kind of, and it's, it's super stupid now in retrospect, but that was actually the thing that turned me off about beast wars not having anything about you know truck not monkey or whatever but it was uh it, it was the name reuse i have no yeah. idea what it was about young mike but i i name reuse because i didn't understand copyrights and trademarks and things like that but but it was name reuse that that really just really put me off and that convention uh continued all the way up through like armada and all that i'm like wait a sec you or uh energy i think it was it's like wait a sec you have a character called ironhide running around who's just a dumb young truck get the fuck out of here with that it's like i don't (laughs) i don't you know i i right that 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 doesn't pass the mike seibert muster you know well that's super that's super interesting you said that because i was about to say i think that's one of the main issues that's wrong with or that people hate the baverus movie so much is that they named you know they had like these iconic characters and then they they made them like their own take on it. And that's what I really like about the, the Bayverse movies. I know that's an unpopular opinion, but I think, uh, I think that could have been like course corrected a lot of the hatred for them. And what's yeah. funny is that by the time you get to, you know, that's what everyone hated about. It, and they complained like, you know, that's not my side swipe or whatever. Yeah. But by the time they got to um, dark of the moon and the last second they renamed Mirage, uh, they just, gave him a random name they called him dino dino not yeah. an actual transformer everyone was just pissed that's supposed to be mirage and we all know it now we're mad and it's like man you just five years ago you would have like burnt down the theater if they would have called him mirage and now it's like yeah because he's what a ferrari i think yeah i think so and you know obviously it's like oh no you know mirage needs to be you know a, a formula one racer it's like what what's this bullshit and it's just like right. yeah well i mean and, and again universally fandom isn't happy unless they're unhappy and yes. and it's a real shame and you know so kind of like in the in the wake of this you know whole masters of the universe revelation thing it's like there there's been like a backlash to the backlash where it's just kind of like you know what it's okay to like stuff. It's okay to enjoy things. And yeah, I mean, even if it doesn't fit your, your sensibilities or your interests or, or, or whatever. I don't know. I just, yeah, I don't understand the toxic fandom. It's a, it's okay to like or not like something, but why it has to become this, I want to say source of evil, like, like legit. And I mean, I mean, the real answer is, uh, is just conservatism, honestly, but I'm trying to be get a little more nuanced. That's that's really all it is. (laughs) You're right though. You're, you are not wrong. And I think these kinds of conversations, because those are the voices of folks that are the most vocal and the most mad, um, yeah. you know, it's and like, the most time you, to waste, like posting it on 
message boards and stuff like that. Whereas like, we're just like, Oh, that wasn't for me and move on with your day. Yes. They have to like make a campaign of it. Meanwhile, you have, you know, worst Superman ever Dean Kane making the rounds on Fox news, talking about how captain America is not American anymore. Uh, Meanwhile, come to find out motherfucker never actually read the comic that he was bitching about. He was, he was commenting on a hot take. And I think it's a, it's kind of, uh, the the reverse or the the inverse of outrage culture, you know. So it's like it takes outrage culture. So it's its own then... version of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pretend they don't have outrage culture when they're like the original outrage culture people. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think to your point, it's really. I mean, it's really easy to make fun of like conservatives, but I think uh, it's it's mostly people that have like a really narrow scope of life. Um, whether or not it's, you know, that tends to stray conservative, but, um, really it's just like, we have this sort of grasp of at the end of the day, like, yeah, it's like a, it's a cartoon or it's a movie. It's something like that. I can move on. Like some people are just like, there's nothing else going on in the world except for this, uh, that they changed my favorite transformer. And now I need to start a tirade. And it's the same problem that we're having with just like, you know, like vaccination numbers and stuff like they they can't see that this is a worldwide pandemic. They just know in their small town outside at the end of the driveway, someone walked by and isn't sick with COVID-19. So they don't, you know, it's a hoax. It's the it's the biggest hoax ever and all that stuff. So. Yeah. yeah. I know I probably well, shouldn't have tied it into like, that topic. I feel like you but. didn't make the case for it not being a conservative thing <laughs> <laughs> with your comparison. Well, uh, and, and, I just, uh, no, but I think, th- I think people tend to be conservative for that reason because there is sort of this, it's much easier for them to just like say, hey, this is the only thing I can focus on. This is what's going on in my neighborhood. And those people tend to like you know conservative politics for that reason like because because the at the end of the day the thing that makes conservatism and republicans so popular is that uh they just want to focus on themselves they do not you know the the main staple of their messaging is uh we're not we're not really part of the whole world we don't have to worry about what's going on across the oceans looks just focus on infrastructure and they've been focusing and, and that's sort of warped. It's grown in, in, you know, these 200 some years to just being like, we, well, you only care about yourself, you know, like it's just become like this twisted version of what that party originally was. Absolutely. Because yeah, I mean, you know, uh, conservatives and Republicans will be the first ones to say, well, you know, it, it was actually the Democrats who had slavery, you know, Abraham Lincoln, yeah. great Republican was the one that freed the slaves. It's like, shut the fuck up. But, but, to, but, but <laughs> well, to t- yeah, they don't, there's so much history tied into how, uh, all Southern Democrats became Republicans. <laughs> yeah. Like, like the values right. of the Southern Democrat are the values of the modern day Republican. Ah, oh, there's right. your pull quote right there. But, but, to, <laughs> but, but to kick off with, with, uh, for, or kick from what Michael was saying and kind of tie these threads together, I think, I think the tie that binds conservative politics and, uh, being conservative about nostalgia media is, the the feeling of being threatened so it's like sure. you know you talk about you know wh- whether it be vaccinations mask mandates critical race theory it all represents a threat to one's sensibilities in the same way that you know a he-man show that isn't about he-man 
threatens my sensibilities of wanting a show about a nearly nude, oily muscle man. Um, I, I, I'm going to keep beating that drum because it's like, think about what you're being salty about. It's like, oh, man, you got this whole woman in here when really you want this this uh i don't know there's a there's a lot of uh homoeroticism in the in the imagery of the masters of the universe yeah, i would love the I'm idea if they took that or do you remember this is a this is an early 2000s meme the mm. uh the he-man set to the beat of the remix to four non-blondes what's going on but it's like yes. the house techno <laughs> remix yes so good <laughs> like no, why not. didn't Ke- did kevin smith should have folded that into his universe too <laughs> why'd you leave that out kevin smith <laughs> yeah i mean you beta cuck psychedelic <laughs> rainbow backgrounds <laughs> i'd love it i mean or at least something to where like you touch on it maybe there's like some kind of rainbow imagery in the background somewhere mm-hmm. along the way just just something to touch on it and but that you would know, set these people off even more. These wait, are the same people that are this mad one. because of the cutesy cartoon She-Ra has some gay shit in it. Oh. I haven't seen it, but... Yeah, it, I hear it's, it's really good. I want to watch it. I, it's it's great. I've, uh, the animation I've watched, looks cool. I, I've only like that DuckTales style. Yeah, 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 which which is dope. I uh, you know, I've watched I've watched a handful of episodes. I got through like maybe like 3 something like that. Um and it's uh it has kind of like that that Steven Universe sensibility to it that I think a lot of, you know, uh zoomers and a lot of kind of like that 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 generation really really seems to like. So I appreciate that there's a media that appeals to a completely different arm of the fandom than what it was originally intended for. So like you take something like the IDW comics, uh, specifically more than meets the eye and lost light. And there are again, gaga gaga girls that are like super (laughs) into that, you know? And, um, and I didn't realize that, you know, characterizations of certain transformers was going to be, representative in a big bad way to folks that felt that they were underrepresented in in popular pop culture science fiction it's like you know you have openly gay characters you have um explicitly trans characters so i mean and i think and we've talked about this in so many other places but that's the one thing that it, that that's rad about transformers is that you can I mean, there's, I don't want to call it a cheat, but there's, since they're robots. Because they're robots, it's like, why would they have gender to begin with? Or why would they, Yeah. why would a, like, a gay relationship even be a thing they ever had a hang up about? Yeah. Right. And Well, and- I think that's, uh, sorry to cut you off there, but I think that's uh, part of the problem with like the conservative views in general and like in their watching pop culture and, and you know, current shows is just that like, that's not supposed to be that's not supposed to be in there for a shock value to you that is just how the rest of the world is progressing right. and <laughs> and yes. lifestyles but yes. like they're like oh they put a gay character in it no one thinks like that or like no one's really like we're trying to move away from thinking like that if we do like right that's not supposed to be th- that's not in there to be a shock factor that's in there to right. to be like a slice of life you know just trying to make it realist realistic to to what's going on in the rest of the world 
and and not making a big deal about it. It's like what yeah. one of my one of my very favorite uh pieces of IDW is like, you know, so you have the you have uh, trans characters, you have uh, Anode and Lug and yeah. uh hanging out at a bar and it's like um yeah, no, I'm a uh she's a she now, me too. And it's like, well well why? And it's like, well, you know, we you, you get far enough away from Cybertron and you realize how limiting um, our viewpoints oh, are. And, yeah. and, and, uh, and I, and I fucked it up too, because like the first thing, I, I think the first thing she says, or it's the last thing that she says, but she's like, it just, it just feels right. You know? Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. that's, I mean, at a time where diversity and inclusion are important, I like that you can tell those stories with robot characters that, yeah. you know, it's yeah i it sneaks through it's the spoonful of sugar exactly and yeah yeah. so so like if it's a if if it's a gateway to more inclusive science fiction fuck yeah i mean i'm fine with that i mean it's like and i i you know i i've seen this like in the lgbtq community you know what one of their memes is like it ain't called cis formers (laughs) i I really like that and i like that a a a segment of the fandom and the population has really kind of co-opted that as as their own and right i i think that's great i mean because like yeah i mean yeah i mean you know i i'm a i'm a salty g1er at my heart but i i think it's more important to me i get a better bigger kick out of sharing the fandom and the love of transformers. I love that people that look nothing like me and have a completely different lifestyle than me love the same shape changing alien war robots that, that I do. Yeah. And you get into like, just from a storytelling perspective, do you really want the same stories over and over again? <laughs> you, like, the, the idea Fuck of no. it gives you more opportunity to tell different and unique stories. So yeah, yeah. I, I, but I can also see where that's. I wasn't prepared for to, this conversation. To the, I, I, the fan base, <laughs> we could. I think we could talk about this forever. On yeah, this would, been, this would have been a good show. Damn, Mike, see <laughs> yeah. if you can edit this hour into like another. I, I like was separate. I was going to say there's some gold here that that's a I, Patreon I subscription uh, bonus. <laughs> yeah. Show. See, see, Aaron. This I would is like how to you... have a more informed conversation like this, or one that like it's it is the topic and try to. Um, really legislated because i want i'd want to map it out before i of course right rather than just spitballing <laughs> i mean actually like plan out a show i mean why yeah. but but well I mean, actually it's it, funny because mike accidentally streamed this live to his uh facebook account so we're just exactly. all we're just all hanging out people, there people are like, like you, you're railing <laughs> yeah, against conservatives look what you got in your back uh, oh i'm not afraid of having my uh con- my general conservative viewpoints out there <laughs> but but to yeah. talk intellectually about and gender and then trying to bring yes. in the transformers like uh I, there's definitely meat on that bone and i'm sure that there's people who aren't three sissy uh cis cis based white guys that would want to be in that conversation too, yeah but, exactly but well um, and, we did and it the, guys we solved uh <laughs> racism like we, solved, we were yeah. all we're good <laughs> three bearded white men yeah. saved racism <laughs> we solved racism <laughs> And yeah, I mean, I we're practically it. LL Cool J and uh, that other guy. <laughs> <laughs> Who was that? Was that Keith Urban or something? Keith or what, Billy yeah. Ray Cyrus? 
We're little Nas X and Billy Ray Cyrus to put it in contemporary. Sure, yeah, there we're, sure. <laughs> you got to you got to young it up for the youngins. You've been listening to the Mike Seibert Radio Podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching at Mike Seibert Radio. Email us at MikeSeibertRadio at gmail.com. The spelling on that, of course, is S-E-I-B-E-R-T. Call into the voicemail hotline at 231-224-MIKE. Once again, that's 231-224-6453. Special thanks to Michael Geisler for our theme music. For more like it, check out ByDoorMusic.com. This has been a Mike Seibert Radio Production. Real quick, guys, I wanted to ask. Uh, I was actually just getting a text. One of my friends finished reading uh, Coming of Mage as we were wrapping up recording, so she's texting me all her opinions about it. Um, but getting back to the Autobop thing, Aaron, this has been driving me crazy. Is isn't Autobop where your theme song comes from? Uh, why? Yes. Why do I think that? And well, we don't. I guess. I guess we don't necessarily get into it that deeply. I don't know. I'll tell you. In I a tried of hours to. When I'm done reading. I, I no no. I we I touch on I, it a little bit. I I brought it up explicitly, and I was hoping to get kind of like one of these level of depth stories out of it. And you you just well, weren't hard, giving up. You weren't giving up the booty. And, and neither, <laughs> well, the hard and part was, about it is, was Caleb. Well, the hard part about it is that um, that uh, so the song is in like the first or second episode of the transformers. So the actual song isn't exclusive to the Autobop episode. Second oh. of all, the song itself is n- I don't know with that there's any factual proof that that's the name of the song. That song is not included on any official Transformers, like I don't think it's on that record. Uh, that no, I haven't, it's not. I haven't spun the record. Like it's it, a weird, it has, random it has anomaly. The bump, 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 right, bump, right, right. Which I, which I really like. I, I think that song, as far as I can tell, I'm not a historian on it, but I have done some research. It, like, I don't think it was produced by the same people that did the bulk of the Transformers G1 soundtrack stuff. So. I the first time I found the song online, it's called like, like, I can't remember Robot Jazz Number One or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, so, but I have seen it called Autobot, like attributed as Autobot on some pretty official-looking compilation soundtrack websites. So anyway, I don't know. So to, long story short, the song has been a part of the Transformers before this episode. It may or may not actually be called Autobot titularly. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
So I had a hard time really going into breaking all that down. I think whenever you tried to bring it up on the on the episode, but I know I should I should have just acknowledged a lot of people know it as Autobot. I don't know if that's actually the title of the song, but it it, it did in fact serve as a basis of inspiration for our theme song because there is a version of our theme song that is just basically a remix scratch with a hip hop beat of Autobot that uh, a buddy of mine made that and uh, that you're getting into like pre autopod decepticast lore because autopod decepticast was actually it started off as another podcast with another guy that were not my friends it wasn't called autopod decepticast but the theme song was actually made for that um huh. and then um that fell through and i ended up making a thing with my buddies and um I asked the guy who was responsible for the first song, which was just a remixed Autobop, hip hop Autobop, uh, to do something that was inspired by that, but different. And Caleb then came in and worked with him. And then they made the wholly original piece that is our theme song music. Right. Sorry, wow. that was like a really long roundabout uh, storytelling for that. But it is completely, the piece that we actually use is inspired by Autobop or what we are calling Autobop anyway. Um, but at one point, something that was almost exactly Autobop, and I do actually occasionally use that bit of music for some Autopod Decepticast stuff that isn't the main episode. Like if we have a bonus episode or something, like I've done a yeah. couple with Mike, I will typically use that as the intro music. I'm a little worried that it's skirting on fair use, but whatever i mean other transformers podcasts basically use like the whole fucking like original theme music <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, i'm guessing i'm fair uh, it's fair enough but so i do use it intermittently but um That's but cool. it, there, it is the brood of inspiration that was a way long version of <laughs> no mike save this and send this over they can tack it on to the end of the episode as like <laughs> a little uh the little outtake reel ah there you go there you go um, nice. No, that's interesting. I always wanted to know that. So that's cool. Maybe. I was pretty proud of it. The first time I heard it, the um, the com like the completed version, I was super stoked. Oh, and, and again, and that was at a time when Caleb and Ryan and I weren't going to be recording a podcast together. It was me and a dude I met on Reddit, uh, who I'm still Instagram friends with. But right. uh, I wonder if he has any like secret beef that our thing never went off because the I mean, who'd have thought that the deal that even with Ryan and Caleb and I would have lasted as long as it has. But but yeah, that that whole piece was meant for something else entirely <laughs> It is yeah. really funny. But I remember driving home when I still thought that original thing was going to be a reality. I went to my friend's house. He had a little recording studio in his house and he and Caleb had spent half a day trying to put lay this thing down together and um uh i just yeah i just remember feeling so good about it like i can't believe this is way better than <laughs> my expectations <laughs> were i mean i basically played autobop i said it's got to be this but different <laughs> and, and they uh and they uh i felt like they fulfilled expectations he actually used the same uh drum beat so like I said, originally there's a version of Autobop, but it maybe has like a little scratch in it and it has a more blatant hip hop drum break to it. 
Um, he used the exact same drum break that he put to his, that song in the current Autopod Decepticast theme song. So that's 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 one thread that connects it, I guess, is that rhythmically they are the exact same pattern. Gotcha. Oh. I love it. I love it. Very that's cool. your music. That's your music story for today. Bad ass. <laughs>